It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Friday morning, the 4th of December. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reid on LMFM. Three weeks out from Christmas and Christmas 2020 will be like no other before. The bottom line is we approach the Christmas period with higher case numbers, a higher force of infection and a higher healthcare burden than we, than we would have liked. Uh, uh, the force of infection is, is three to four times greater uh, than, than we, we would have liked. And that brings me to the fundamental point that that given that background, uh, uh, we really do advise extreme caution in terms of limiting our number of contacts per week and taking every precaution during those contacts in order to avert a significant surge of infection uh, over the Christmas and New Year period. Professor Philip Nolan there, but there is hope on the horizon. We're in potentially a very uh, um, exciting situation where we can look forward, I think, with increasing confidence to the ability uh, of science uh, and innovation to to, to allow us to, to, to offer vaccination. That's the Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Tony Hulhan, speaking last night. Now, rolling out the vaccine will not be straightforward. It is logistically complicated. We have to move it around the country in a carefully controlled way, initially at minus 70 degrees centigrade or thereabouts, and then there are a limited number of further movements that we are allowed by the regulator to make. It also comes in packs of 975 people's doses so you can't at this point just distribute it to every individual GP surgery or pharmacy. Next week around 50 hospital hubs across England will start offering the vaccine to the over 80s and to care home staff and others identified by the JCVI. That will then be followed in the subsequent weeks with GP practices coming together in each area to operate local vaccination centres. And that will grow to over a 1,000 places right across England. Simon Stevens there, who is uh, the head of uh, the NHS in uh, the UK. Here, plans are underway to prepare for rolling out a vaccine with the establishment of an expert advisory group. So the rollout of the vaccine and how it's going to be done needs to have a national standing group with a minister in charge. Noel Brown was the first ever Minister for Health in this, year, in this country, a hero of mine and a hero of the Labour Party. His sole role was to get rid of 
TB. And by God, he helped to do that. This minister needs to do the same in relation to COVID-19. Labour's Alan Kelly suggesting a government-appointed minister takes responsibility for the vaccine and heads up the task force. I set up the task force. This is an issue of national priority, which goes to the very top of government. Michal Martin, the Taoiseach, says he'll follow the advice of the task force on foot of the approval of vaccines by Europe. Pfizer-BioNTech and Moderna would have sought market authorization yesterday from the um, uh, European Medical Agency. And Imar Cook, who my son is an Irish person, um, briefed health ministers this morning. Uh, And they will assess, at the latest, uh, they will assess the um, Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine on the 29th um, of December, at the latest, maybe before that. Taoiseach Michal Martin. Labour TD for Loud and East Meath. Uh, Gerald Nash joins us uh, together with uh, Fianna Fáil Senator Erin McGreen. Good morning to both of you. Gerald Nash, first of all, why is it we need uh, a minister appointed specifically to look after the rollout of this vaccine in the view of uh, the Labour Party? Because we have a Minister for Health and uh, the task force will report directly to the Taoiseach. That's right, and uh, we're all delighted, of course, that we have uh, the vaccine hoping into view now, Michael, and uh, all of our all of your listeners this morning. I think can be much more optimistic uh, about 2021, and we know that there's huge public support as well for uh, the vaccine. Uh, the Business Post last week we, we, we reported that 75% of people are prepared to uh, get it, uh, and I'd like to see more people saying they're prepared to get it, and that's why I think a public information campaign is really, really important. But in our view, uh, and we know from our experience, for example, about the failures of the rollout of the flu vaccination this year and the fact that we earlier on this year called for bulk buying of flu vaccines early this year, anticipating that there would be problems. We need to make sure that there is one individual at the top of the tree who is responsible for the rollout of the vaccine and the implementation of the programme and is accountable to the doll for this. The capacity here... And that's the important point uh, that you're making, is that they're accountable to the doll. Absolutely. Uh, we know that the task force is in place, and we have confidence in the task force, headed up, of course, by uh, Loud native Breen McRae, uh, a very able and capable person, and there are very capable and able people in logistics and implementation and musician and so on on that group. But Breen McRae cannot come into the doll to a- a- answer questions of those who are elected uh, to legislate and to hold the government uh, to account. Uh, I don't make a narrow party political point here. This is far too important. A national effort is required and we need to do this properly and responsibly. And it's very, very, it's a very, very complicated job. Uh, And there's no doubt about that. Uh, And we'll get into some of the ins and outs in a a moment. But let's uh, put that first point uh, to Senator McGreehan. Should uh, whoever is heading up uh, this task force not be accountable to the doll, uh, as the Labour Party is suggesting? Well, I think um, there's no one more accountable, Michael, than the Taoiseach. And the Taoiseach is accountable as well. And I think, um, you know, Jed will agree with that. Um, he is heading up. He is the person that the task force reports to. It's their job to report to the Taoiseach and to make sure that there is a proper proper and safe rollout of this vaccine. OK, well, as Alan Kelly said to the Taoiseach, you're going to be very busy. Well, of course, he's going to be very busy. But as Alan Kelly said, rightly said in the doll there, there's Noel Brown, he's also a hero of mine. And, you know, he was Minister for Health. 
and he rolled out a vaccine for TB and uh, amongst a lot of other things. So should Stephen Donnelly Donnelly not be heading up? um, You know, was an absolutely fantastic Mm. minister. And, um, you know, Michael Martin has... But he was a minister who headed up the rollout of uh, the vaccine. Should Stephen Donnelly not be heading up uh, this particular task force? Well, the T-shirt is, um, you know, there, there will be there will be representatives from the Department of Health, um, HSE, you know, public and private sector. As 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 Jed rightly said, there is the best of know-how of business and public okay. sector. Okay, you know, okay, okay. And, and Jed, now you don't think that's logistically possible that the Taoiseach wouldn't have the time for it? Let's go through uh, some of uh, the or work. Or does he not think that the Taoiseach is? is accountable to the doors. Well, he's a lot to do, I think, is what the Labour Party... Well, I won't speak for you, Jed Dash. Is that that the point? Yeah. Yeah, We all know know constitutionally the Taoiseach as Mm. head of government is responsible uh, to to the doors. He's responsible. Okay, yeah, and you both differ uh, in your opinions. Let's get down to the rollout of the vaccine, uh, Mm. if we can, because there's an awful lot to do. Uh, I mean, what's the population uh, at the moment? Uh, About 5 million people. There will be uh, different people who will be prioritised first. There will be people in households uh, who will get it before other people, quite possibly. There will be health workers who have to get it, elderly people. Uh, What is elderly? Uh, Will over 75s, then 70s, then 65s get it? Uh, And then there's uh, knowing who got what, when. Uh, How will that be recorded? Will it be on a a computer database or will it be a a paper format? Uh, And so on. There's a lot to do, Jed Dash. There absolutely is, and, and you summarised very concisely uh, some of the major challenges and the contribution there, the, the, the uh, uh, recorded piece from uh, the um, expert in the UK uh, put it very, very well. I mean, if you look at logistically how this can be done, and I know that the state has bought some significant equipment over the last few days in terms of uh, refrigeration equipment to transport uh, the Pfizer-BioNTech uh, vaccine across the country, um, there are major, major challenges here. Um, these particular um, vaccines come in um, essentially doses of, I think, a thousand per pack uh, that can fit in what we might describe as a pizza box. Then they'll have to be subdivided mm. under particular kinds of conditions. Who is going to be doing this? Is it going to be the local pharmacy? And maybe, maybe unlikely, um, because of the um, reality of, of. Well, it can't be. They can they can hold it for five it, days, or the GP can have it in the fridge it, for five days. It, it, exactly. It, it, well, that's the Pfizer one. The Moderna one will be the different. Pfizer one, exactly. Moderna is, is, is absolutely different, and there will ultimately probably be about, about three different options. So, who's going to get it? Where are they going to get it? Who is actually going to um, give you uh, the vaccination? These are important things that we need to know and need to know very, very. Uh, quickly, and what kind of environment will, will it be given? Are we talking here about local community centres and schools and so on? Because you know, this is a national mm-hmm. effort um, where everybody has to put their shoulder to the wheel and, and, and contribute to this particular effort. What I'd like to see is a minister every night standing up like Tony Hulland does as head mm-hmm. of NEFIT and brief the nation on how the vaccination programme is going to reassure people that it's going well. Uh, front up and say that there are problems if problems do arise mm-hmm. and reassure people that this will be rolled out as quickly as possible to those who need it. First, I think we know who's going to be prioritised first, and that is absolutely as it should be. I have a concern, Michael, in relation to how uh, the um, uh, vaccinations are going to be recorded. We know, for example, uh, in terms of data protection issues in this country, we've had all sorts of issues around, for example, the public services Mm -hmm. card. Uh, Is legislation going to have to be amended to make sure that we can record those who have the vaccination and, importantly, uh, those who don't? I know that the vaccination is unlikely to make 
be made compulsory or, or, or mandatory. Uh, and I think at this point, that's the right thing, because what we need to do is persuade and engage with people, particularly those who might be a little hesitant about the vaccination. So there are all kinds of questions. That mm. need to the short way of saying all the short way of saying all that. Those questions. OK, the short way of saying all of that is that this is going to be a logistical nightmare. Uh, it's going to be a logistical cha- challenge. Yeah, but it's a nightmare it's that we have to face into. And I was just yeah. going to put that to you, Senator McGreen, because it, it is a logistical nightmare. And we have to throw everything at it because we have to face it into this. Uh, and we will do it. Seen that there was bad news coming, Michael. Oh, well, I don't mean that. I, I, a no, logistical this, nightmare I, I, this that means... Logistical, absolute, logistical, huge, huge challenge. Yeah. We have five million people in this country that, uh, that hopefully, you know, the, the majority of will... will, will get the vaccine and we will have a safe 2020. But you're you're, you're bringing me to the question that I was going to put you. The task force has met twice, hasn't it? Is that enough? Well, it's it's meeting that's going to report back to the. It, it, it's not as if you know the, the task force meet on a Tuesday and then the following Tuesday and they don't do any work in between. The task force meet and, and you know they they're in you know here you you have a team of of, of staff there, Michael. I'm, I'm sure, and you you don't might not meet every day, but you're in communication. You work on on issues. You know this. You know it's not a, it's not a singular one dimensional thing. You, you you meet it on a Tuesday and then you don't meet next week and no work is done in, in between. This is you know a. Really Really important, really important logistical challenge. And I'm sure that the task force know that. And, you know, Jed summarised it excellently there, mm-hmm. along with the, the, the head of the NHS as well, on all those challenges. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, you know, that, that you know, to... to create another department and another minister um, when we, we have the Taoiseach, the, high, the, the highest person in the government, accountable, who is taking it upon himself to make sure that this rollout, the rollout of the vaccine in 2021 is going to be successful, it's going to be fair, and we're going to get, you know, we're going to have care home residents and staff mm. and, and, and vaccine first, but we are. over 80s, health and social workers, and absolutely shoulder to the wheel. And, and Are we, though? Because we, we're, we're behind other European countries, uh, and uh, that's uh, the view of uh, the European Centre for Disease Control, ECDC, saying uh, that uh, we need to get our act together uh, and to do so quickly. Uh, and there is a, another... I think we are, Mike. We, we've got nine trucks coming in, that come in, and they're, they're, sitting, they're sitting waiting for use in City West. Oh, I'm sure, but I, I, I'm equally sure you wouldn't contradict ECDC either. But um, having said that, uh, there is a, another question about rolling it out free of charge. Uh, and uh, this was another issue that the Labour Party leader uh, brought to the floor of uh, the Dáil yesterday uh, because at least one company, Intel, are, are going to buy the vaccine and give it to their staff. Uh, will that complicate things further, do you think, Senator? Here, um, it, you know, it, it's, it's up to the, these companies, Intel, whether they want to buy that. That's, you know, there's, there's obviously a market. There is enough vaccine for, vaccines for everybody. And if, if that's, that's a private company's, you know, business, you know, we see that there's, that there, boots are rolling out a COVID test, you know, and, and that you pay for. Private hospitals have, have COVID tests that you can pay for if you wish. Um, and I'm sure the Intel staff won't be paying for their, for their, um, for the, for the vaccine, and it is you know that's that's good news for Intel. They want to get their 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 operations back, you know, up and running as efficient and as quick as possible. Mm. It's not going to be Intel staff get it and a care home worker. Well, it's hard to, it's hard to argue it's with not, that, isn't not, it? It's not a toss up. Let me let me let me pass that to Jed Nash better, because you know. it is hard to argue with that. But are, are you concerned that people will be queue jumping? 
And I, I, I am, and it's a point that, that uh, Alan Kelly uh, raised, uh, I think, very well. Uh, and there's an issue of public policy, not just in Ireland, that we need to address, but globally. And I know the WHO have a view in this. It may not be the case that if somebody, for example, in a large multinational corporation who there gets it uh, by virtue of the fact that they work with that uh, wealthy corporation, that somebody in Ireland would be denied it. But the reality is that there will be global rationing, because, of course, remember, this is these vaccines have been developed by private companies, yes, with a significant public support. But uh, somebody in a big multinational corporation in Dublin or Kildare or Loud or anywhere else mm. might get it, might be getting that at the expense of uh, an impoverished worker from South America. And that's a problem that I have. Uh, and a problem I think we should all have. It's actually a question of international global justice. Might and be, I think we, uh, we um, at the European level, um, that has been discussed. And you're, you're 100% right, Jed. Well, well, let, really let, let him finish the point, please, Lord, Senator. Yeah. What, what are you suggesting, though? Uh, should we legislate against this vaccine or any of these vaccines uh, being purchased privately? Um, we can't legislate for that. We. I don't think that that, that would be possible. Um, that's a matter for the private organisation themselves to decide. But what we can regulate and what we need to decide upon is, should we have the right, for example, to obtain the information uh, that an individual who may, uh, by virtue of the fact that they work for a corporation who is providing uh, doses of the vaccine, should we have a right to know that uh, and have their uh, detailed you know, individual information? Well, I'm, not sure you're, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you're... you're, 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 you're private medical information. I don't think you'd shame the company into that. I mean, they might be uh, advertising it uh, for that matter. We offer uh, health insurance, uh, contribute to your well, pension and, and a, a coronavirus vaccine on top. This is true. And yeah. The question about access was always going to be key. I mean, literally from the first day that uh, organisations, you know, scientists started working on this, the ethical question of who is actually going to get access to it first and, mm. and the question of, of, of rationing. Because inevitably, when something becomes available in a market, markets ration, Michael. Okay. And let's assume that... The, tr- the, tr- the truth is that those, those with the most and the ability to buy it will be able to get it. It's also a question as well. Mm. Will people be able ultimately to, to, to access it themselves? So we can't have a situation, mm. you know, a two-tier system uh, in terms of access to the vaccination because we know that those who are less well mm. off... Will end up in the black market? And those who are, and those <laughs> yeah, who are yeah. you know, uh, uh, exposed and those, those who are impoverished uh, are those who are most exposed to COVID-19. Okay. Listen, uh, I'm running out of time. I just, I, just, I, just, I just want to ask both of you very quickly uh, to uh, comment uh, and very briefly because I really way over time. Uh, Erma Green, first of all, uh, do you think people should be forced to take the vaccine? I don't think any should be forced. We live in a free country, Michael, and we should not be forced to take a vaccine. I will be taking the vaccine. My family will be taking the vaccine. Um, I would really, really encourage people to take it because we have had such a hard year. We need to be able to get back to normal. Mm. I can't wait to sit down and have a cup of tea with my mother and not uh, uh, not through a window um, and with, with my vulnerable members of my family. Mm. We need to move okay. on and um, let's hope we can, Michael, because this is a good news story and let's hope Christmas 2021 yeah. We'll be on here, Michael, talking about what happened last year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And very briefly, same question, Jed Nash. Look, this is the best news that we've had in a long, long time. And uh, this, this requires a national effort to get the immunisation programme up and ready and targeted the people who need it most in the first instance. In my view, like, we haven't had compulsory or mandatory uh, vaccination programmes in this country before. I don't think that's the way we're going to proceed. What we need to do is persuade and convince people of the efficacy of the um of the programme and getting the vaccination because, Michael, this isn't just about keeping you know, our health uh, right and saving lives. It's actually about making sure that 
we can avoid the kind of damaging lockdowns that have so damaged jobs and business. Absolutely. Okay. Across the world over the last few months. All right. Thank you both uh, indeed uh, for joining us. Uh, just one comment. The first call into us today from Tommy about the rollout of the vaccine. And Tommy says we need to get this absolutely right. I'm sure he says those who are equipped with uh, the job of uh, distributing it uh, to citizens are capable, very capable people who have the experience uh, to do this type of thing. After all, he says we have vaccination programs going on in the country all of the time. Surely they will have the expertise to do this. Will a Minister for Vaccines really make a difference? We have a Minister for Health. Thank you, Tommy, uh, for your call to the programme. And thanks as well to our guests this morning, Labour TD for Louth and East Meath, Gerald Nash, and Fianna Fáil Senator Erin McGreen. Michael Reed on LMFM. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.